Hi everyone, welcome to Network Capital. Uh, today, I'm really excited to welcome Pritika Mehta, the co-founder of Sock Soho, which is a Y Combinator company. Uh, Pritika has had a really interesting career. So as you listen to this conversation or watch it, I would love for you to focus on the various principles that Pritika thought about, some of her uh, doubts and dilemmas that emerged at different points in time, and then trace it to Sock Soho. And uh, something that we often say on Network Capital is that passion is often discovered by repeated experiments, low-risk experiments, and today's conversation is going to tell you how. So let's get started. Pritika, welcome to Network Capital. Tell us a bit about uh, who you are and what do you do today. Sure. Thank you, Utkarsh, for having me. Uh, very excited to be on uh, the podcast. So uh, hi, guys. I am Pritika. I um, I am the CEO and founder of co-founder of SockSoho.com. Uh, we are uh, India's fastest growing fashion brand for men. Currently, we make designer socks for men. And uh, we launched last year, and now we have uh, more than 50,000 uh, customers across the globe. And, you know, in fact, some of the uh, biggest Bollywood and Hollywood celebrities, uh, top CEOs of the world, uh, they wear our socks. So my background is quite different from what I'm doing currently. Uh, I'm a data scientist. And uh, since I was 14 years old, I, uh, I started coding. And I was a bit passionate uh, I, uh, about coding and mathematics because I just loved solving problems. And uh, I just loved the euphoria that came with building things. So very early, uh, I decided that I wanted to do something that would go into millions of homes. I would create something. So this is um, the little Pratika, uh, you know, when she was 14, 15 years old, by dreams. Uh, so this is where I am. And then I pursued my career in computer science. Uh, but in the back of my mind, I've always had this, that I want to build something. I want to create something. And uh, that led to us building softsoho.com. Awesome. Let's dive deeper. So you got, you went abroad, got your master's, um, and then you uh, took the corporate route. So tell us about uh, why master's and while you were pursuing your master's, um, what were some of the career aspirations you had at that time? So, so I'll tell you a little, uh, you know, when I actually decided to pursue master's. So while I was doing my undergrad in India, I, I was actually, uh, Taking, you know, I was very much interested in computer science, but I was not sure what to do next. Like, okay, you can go for a job. Uh, I I took up a job in a startup. Uh, I was enjoying it, but then, as everybody else, you know, I also took CAT and uh, other uh, MBA exams. But as I was working that startup, I really liked, you know, the feeling that came with building things. And I somehow felt that maybe MBA at this point of time is not something I wanted to do. I started exploring machine learning, natural language processing myself, and I, I just loved it. I used to go to my work, come back home, take Andrew Engie's, uh, who's a master's in uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. I used to take his courses online and I was like, this is amazing. I, I was always so interested in mathematics. So I think that is when I decided that I want to do something more in computer science. And I, I want to take, you know, I want to study more. I want to explore more because uh, I wanted to see the world. I wanted to learn from the best. And I knew, you know, 
I did something in undergrad, but there's a lot more in the world that could I uh, that I could learn. So that is where I decided that uh, let me go and learn from the best people in the world, and that's how I decided to pursue my masters. Uh, and I got selected in SUNY, the State University of New York, and I did my masters in artificial intelligence under Sargosh Riyari, who's a distinguished professor in artificial intelligence. So that was so that my must journey. have been fascinating. Yeah. And while you were pursuing your master's under distinguished professors, uh, did you uh, did you get what you went for? And uh, how did you trace your next steps immediately after master's? So yes, I got what I wanted. I learned a lot. I, I think I learned a lot uh, more than you know computer science. Um, so yes, uh, after uh, during my master's, I also got internship in Bank of America. That was in Manhattan, and uh, that again I got uh, into the core data science team, and um, I really, really enjoyed it. After I completed my masters, I got a job with TripAdvisor in Boston. Again, that was an amazing company to work with, and uh, yes, I think uh, what I wanted, I got in terms of my career as a, a data scientist or a computer engineer there. What does a data scientist do at a company like, say, TripAdvisor or Bank of America? And how much did your masters prepare you for that? Mm, so, okay. So, uh, see, when, uh, when it comes to uh, how, you know, uh, different companies are using data and doing analytics or machine learning over the data, it's, it's different. So, you cannot say whatever I learned over uh, masters, you know, everything I went and applied, you know, you need to learn new things and uh, but um, i would say how companies use data is different their needs are different and the role of a data scientist is basically to actually see what sort of models that uh, you know firstly what sort of data can be collected by that company how that can be used building models you know is not that tough but finding the right data getting into uh, it into the right form is what is difficult so you cannot just frame it okay this is what you do when you write data goes, uh, it, it spans across you know it's a very huge uh, domain in itself so um what were some of the key takeaways of your work experience in the us internship or, or your job after and why did you decide to leave so key takeaways were people were really professional when it came to work. So I worked in India as well as uh, the US. I saw that there's uh, the mindset is different when it comes to work. If somebody's coming to work, you know, from nine to five, they're just working. I didn't see my colleagues on phones or doing anything else. So I see, I, I learned professionalism from there. Uh, then um, secondly, I saw, you know, um, when you're working in India or in your own city, I see, um, I used to think, okay, I'll build something, uh, you know, for North India or for India. But when you are in US, you're not building for the US, you're building something. Wherever you will talk, they're building things for the world. So that kind of aspiration uh, is what I learned from there, you know, uh, which is, which was not there in India at that point of time. And then right. why? decided to leave my master's well my parents called uh, my job my parents called me crazy uh, for taking that decision but uh, honestly speaking i in my heart i always knew that 
my brain is not wired uh, to do a job i i wanted to try different things and i you know i love uh, the fast pace in life i work really fast people ask me why it's maybe because in my mind i want to reach my destination really fast and hmm. uh, i in my career also um, my mind you know my thought process is a little like that that i can work you know day and night for next 5 years and achieve what i want rather than working for 30 years and uh, mm. somehow the job was not satisfying that appetite and um, uh, in my mind i in the back of my mind i always had that okay i'll work for 2 years or 3 years in experience and then start something of my own but i when i started the job you know somehow it was like how does it matter because when i'm going to leave the job okay i i'm going to be learning some things here at the job but they are not really going to be helpful uh, when i'm going to start uh, starting something of my own and uh, in fact while i was pursuing my masters while i was doing the job i was uh, helping some of my friends in india uh, while they were building their startups so i saw the kind of mindset they had and you know the kind of uh, environment they had and i i think hmm. uh, that uh, really fascinated me and that is the route i wanted to take in my life as well and i i really wanted to move really really fast in my life and i thought if i'm not doing it now maybe i won't get this chance again i'm really young i can take risk what happen you know uh, what happens if it doesn't go uh, according to my plan it doesn't matter i'm young enough i am educated i'll come back and again get a job but let me try hmm. chance of trying won't come again in my life and that right. was my thought process of coming back and your India. parents uh, parents might have been skeptical of it uh, uh, how was the conversation with mom and dad so actually um, my parents are very liberal when uh, they do not push me to pursue anything out of my own choice so we, uh, i think uh, since childhood they have given me the liberty to make my own uh, decisions even you know whether if i want to change my school they have given me whether you want to do this or not it's always up to me so um, honestly i did not ask them whether i should move back or not i just told them hey i'm coming back <laughs> so in december i told them i am coming back in january i have decided uh, and you know they said okay what if you know uh, you look for a different job maybe you like it i said no i have considered all the options in my head and i know nothing else is going to work out i made up my mind i'll figure out things you have to trust me i'm coming back so which year so was I, this so this was i came back in 2017 yeah 2017 right so uh it's about 3 years and you came back with an ambition to start something because that's what you found your true home and true north in and uh tell us about uh the first 100 days of coming back to india and what were the kind of micro experiments you were conducting who were you speaking to what was on your mind okay so uh yeah i i think uh, we conducted a lot of different experiments and uh, we uh, i traveled a lot um, so when i came back uh, simoku singh who's my co-founder in saxo so we are friends since undergrad and uh, he he started his content company back then and you know uh, uh, when i came back uh, so we were very close friends so he was building mind batteries i was uh, i i just plugged myself in in mind batteries and we were trying various experiments uh, i was also trying to figure out okay what is that next big thing i want to do for the next 10 years of my life and the first 100 days they were honestly not that easy because um i i was sure i'm not going to go back uh, to doing a job uh, because 
maybe my mind is not wired that way. Uh, first 100 days, they were tough. Some days were really tough. Even in my mind, I had this doubt. Oh, did I make the right decision? Shall I go back? Yeah. You know, but then the, you know, the other thought, okay, even if I go back, like be happy is what you know kept me okay no i am going to be happier here and the past life is not going to make me happy in context so let's try let's try my best so first 100 is honestly they went like this uh, now uh, when i think of them so we were trying i was always uh, curious to know new things i was always up trying new things i was traveling a lot i was talk so i i was just trying out things honestly i didn't have a clear plan when i moved back yeah in between uh, amidst all of this there was a there was a tedx to prepare for it thank you i've heard your talk as well that is amazing <laughs> as well yeah so uh, i think opportunities uh, there's no fixed plan of opportunities when will they land you they will just land you you know when you least expect them so the stories i was um, i was running for a meeting uh, which i got late because of some time difference in my google calendar and i missed my uh, bus so uh, this was during a tech conference only so i missed my bus so i got in some random bus uh, and there were a lot of ted attendees who were ted organizers there and uh, i got on the bus and i sat uh, next to ajit george matthew who was the curator of tedx wilmington and we started talking he's like so tell me something about your style i i'm like education this and that i was telling him a lot you know what i think about uh, how things are moving so fast technology how we are still so behind and everything he's like so it was i think a 10 minute ride and at the end I, we were just chatting 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 and he's like hey take my card so why don't you apply for this uh, you know tedx wilmington and uh, give a talk there um, so i'm like oh okay i i'll do that i didn't take it seriously to be honest then he wrote me an email and uh, that's when you know i Applied and got through, and that's how he. I was chosen to give that TEDx talk. So that that was yeah unexpected. You know, in uh, on network capital, we often talk about luck surface area, which is a composition of uh, do great things, tell lots of people, and sometimes you know there's serendipity happens, but you have to be prepared. So you were ready, and that uh, talk happened, and it uh, I'm sure inspired uh, lots and lots of people around the world. um so congratulations for that so 100 days are over now the tedx is behind you you have an impressive resume one bunch of work experiences um how do you take your first steps towards building your own venture what was what was on your mind okay so um i'll tell you how you know socks clicked me uh while i was uh, working at wall street at bank of america i used to uh, i am an observant person i observe a lot so i used to observe like how many would dress up in their dapper suits which you would not see anywhere else in the world and they'll be like you know black blue gray suits very professional looking even at 6 am in the morning but what i noticed was they were wearing these designer socks and a lot of people in my own office at bank of america they used to come and flaunt these socks and that is where i actually started following this trend and uh, then time passed by i didn't i used to just bring you know nice socks for uh, my friends and my cousins and they used to always ask me hey get us more socks don't bring us chocolates just get us these nice designer socks <laughs> so it was 
I just used to do it for my friends and cousins. Never thought they thought of it as something really serious. But then uh, I used to read a lot, and I used to see how you know uh, e-commerce, uh, direct to consumer, um, this trend is growing really fast. Even my parents, whom I thought would be the last last people to adopt technology. they were so fast my mother would order from amazon she would take uber she would do anything and everything that even you know i was not uh, uh, doing so i thought if things are going really fast why not exactly explore this segment i was reading a lot about how uh, direct to consumer brands uh they exploded in the us and i was seeing the same trend happening in india and what i observed was we as women we have a lot of options when it comes to fashion we we are full of options to stand out be it jewelry be it makeup be it even you know the kind of dresses we wear but when it comes to the men segment Uh, the number of men shopping online is growing drastically but when it comes to men fashion they have they still have very limited options but i see that 21 men they are not black blue gray they are full of their personality you know i've seen you 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 have amazing dress you make statements with your tie or with your socks and different things and that is where i you know saw the opportunity that they want to look good they want to feel appreciated they want to make a stylish statement a statement but brands are not catering to that need so there's a gap in the men fashion segment and that is where i can come in picture and cater to that huge segment and socks is one category which had seen no innovation in decades in india and i thought why not just get on to this and uh, you know build the biggest fashion brand for men here so this was uh, about uh, 2018 are you talking about 2017 or 2018 traveled a lot so i i was observing this yeah 2018 and um starting of 2019 so thoughts were going in you know, i was just trying to understand more and more of the market how consumer behavior is changing so i would say yes 2018 okay wonderful and when you started uh, you know diving deep like the market opportunity is huge uh, the segment is growing um it's it's a blue ocean there aren't too many players trying to do this uh, at least uh, in india um what were the first steps to her that you took to translate that idea or a concept into say a minimum viable product so yeah whenever you're launching something everybody wants to make a great product but in um, uh, when it comes to startups i think uh, great is the enemy of good you know because people spend uh, years crafting their perfect product but when they launch it sometimes fails because people the consumer doesn't want that um so <clears throat> this is uh, where you know we really followed paul graham his principles of actually building something that people want and how would you know what people want is to build the basic product just launch it in the into the market talk to your consumers take the feedback and iterate this is what we did so we thought okay uh, we are making socks we are going to make the most comfortable socks uh, in the world but whom should we cater to because already they, you know men are wearing socks every day but uh, but why would they come and wear our socks so we thought okay let's make socks for techies like us so similar and i we both are from computer science background so uh, we thought okay let's make uh, socks for tech is like us now we thought okay what exactly do we like so we thought okay we like steve jobs we all are fans of steve jobs we love silicon valley 
we uh, a lot of us believe in cryptocurrency so you know we we had around uh, 20 25 things we could build for techies like coding coffee and what not so we oh. came up with these three things that okay let's bring you know this is like the steve jobs socks we made the uh, silicon valley the he's the king of silicon valley ruling uh, silicon valley with the apple with the colors of uh, the first apple logo then we built something on cryptocurrency <laughs> uh, this is with all the different uh, cryptos in the market then we also built something on silicon valley so if you'll see this is um, the golden gate bridge and how we associate with silicon valley the you know we go we visit golden gate bridge all the time then there's a lot of uh, money there's a lot of coding there's a lot of coffee then there's y combinator as well there and all these four counties san francisco palo alto so honestly the first designs were what we thought we would buy when we'll see it in the market and um, so we built these three designs only for techies and startups uh, startup founders and we launched them and then uh, you know we targeted them as well uh, we went and uh, spoke, uh, we went on those facebook groups of these techies and founders and we used to post hey why don't you buy these socks and that and we saw a great traction in the first uh, week we saw huge traction and that's how we thought okay there is a need let's uh, build it but you know uh, how we evolved is what uh, what our consumers told us to do a lot of people we were very close to our customers even today you can reach us to us uh, over whatsapp or phone email and we would get back to you the same moment so people used to come and tell us hey do you have stripes hey do you have subtle designs hey do you have this and that and that is mm -hmm. how we because we were constantly talking to our customers listening to them listening to their requirements and they only came and uh, came and told us you know what what more they want to see and that's how now we are making stripes we are making subtle designs so i think this is the journey that uh, the principles are the same uh, you know the paul gram principles build something that you can launch really fast then get it into the market and talk to your customers and iterate be it a saas company be it a consumer company the principles remain the same and we follow the same principles to build uh, to build socks over and this is how we launched and this is how we are growing you know what what i've observed also is that uh, you've built and you've uh, created great demand for this also in in subtle ways uh, in not so subtle ways through direct marketing through indirect marketing so there's a lot of art as well as science in it now you've talked to us uh, a bit about the science which we'll dive deep into the, the customer segmentation the analysis preferences feedback all of that tell us about the artistic ways because uh, what i've seen is that people in conferences they are flaunting socks soho i will next time i'm at a conference i will flaunt socks soho and all of that so there is this like really beautiful pull that you've created tell us about how can young people trying to be in the in this space learn from your experience Okay, so uh, I don't know. See, <laughs> uh, beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. So I don't know what people consider artistic or not. But uh, for me, uh, I think um, nobody th uh, thought that socks could be so exciting. So I think <laughs> that is one way. You know, uh, we look at our socks. Um, when it comes to art, we just think, well, you know, who is our end consumer? 
किस फॉर होम आर वी बिल्डिंग एक्चुअली दिस प्रोडक्ट एंड वी जस्ट सी वॉट रियली दे लाइक टू वेयर सो आर्ट रियली कम्स I think by observing things. So I'm the one who leads designs at Socks of Home. So I just observe things. I just see, you know, what are the colors in fashion? What things people are really talking about? What are they passionate about? So it's very hard to actually define art in a box, to be honest. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, it I, is. I But let's yeah. Let's try and uh, let's try and explore. I'll tell you some things that I remembered from your pre-launch campaign or when you were. um i saw that uh, some really interesting people like young people doing interesting things uh, you would give it to them or they will wear it and then they will tell their friends so plus there is this design that you've built there's a great sensibility artistic sensibility in the product so virality is inbuilt plus you've targeted different kinds of people and then they become your biggest uh, brand champion that was something that i really appreciated in your pre-launch days now obviously you're scaling very fast uh but at that time that was uh, that is still one of the fondest memories of soxoho i think it was called something else uh, at that time uh, but uh, that's the fondest memory that i have of it um so what i want to know now is that how do you actually translate the design in your head into a sock like i don't know how a sock is manufactured or built or printed how did you figure all of that i'm sure you're not trained in socks so tell us about the process of learning this process yeah so i'll agree to that that we saw a huge organic growth because people were really excited and they really wanted to flaunt like i said women have so many options but men uh, they used to flaunt our socks they used to tag us and tell friends they so yes we saw a lot of organic growth but when it comes to designs uh, so I, i told you know how we built the silicon valley we similar and i just sat down and we jotted down the top 15 things we associate with silicon valley we have been there what sure. do we think how do we feel about that place and uh, you know the initial concept was built by us and then yeah the uh, the design part you know the color of this and everything how exactly it is to be designed it was done by the designer so hmm. you know i think the the initial concept uh, is built by us simar and i we work on designs and we think uh, really what like this we wanted to do something for christmas so this is hmm. this happy year design so we really didn't want to make something very you know obvious so this is this happy reindeer uh, sock for christmas which is very popular these days um, so yeah, it's christmas thought, time as well by the time this uh, master class is live people will hopefully order a lot more of these socks yeah we are almost sold out with these because in december we saw huge huge demand of this so hmm. uh, we just don't want to make things which are very obvious we want people to associate you know the emotion when they uh, wear our socks it should not be something okay just make something and maybe they like it or not and then also it's a lot about colors so it's a lot about theme it's a lot about colors it's a lot of being uh, about being subtle um uh, right yeah like this one it's about being you know people who love luxury but they don't want to uh, really uh, flaunt a lot of colors so we make uh, socks for almost every kind of man out there in the market people who mm-hmm. love luxury people who love fun people who uh, love to have you know they want to associate like steve jobs or silicon valley and uh, then our socks are very popular amongst the gifting segment as well people love yeah. to gift our to um, uh, other men and uh, i think that's that's how the art has come 
Uh, yeah, or girlfriends or friends or mothers to uh, to yeah, they all buy from us. People, yeah, they yeah. Shared feedback on how you know their husband loved it or their boyfriend or their brother they loved it and it was it is such an unexpected gift in the Indian segment as of now. So yes. yeah, there's an element of delight which you have managed to capture, uh, and you know by the end of the podcast, uh, I want people to vodcast. Sorry. people would be able to at least learn some principles of it so uh tell us about the manufacturing so what i was interested in our uh, viewers and listeners to also understand once they get an idea and they capture a sense that hey this is a blue ocean how do you actually create it like how did you find a sock manufacturer uh i think you optimize for comfort as well like there's a lot of um mention of the word comfort on your website so how how did that idea become a sock in chandigarh i think yeah so uh yeah uh, see for us it was not only uh, making the most beautiful looking socks it was also about the comfort uh, so personally i cannot wear socks uh, that dig into my skin or they are too tight so uh, when we build our socks designs uh, you know uh, what the uh, the latter part the first thing we did was okay how do we build the most comfortable socks that are suitable for indian men and the indian weather so be it the length be it the elastic so this elastic you know people often our customers often tell us that they wear our socks for 18 hours a day at a stretch but our socks don't leave a uh, mark on their uh, on their uh, leg so wow. this is one we have done a lot of r&d behind building our socks um and some of yes the elastic is there the length is there the kind of yarn which is used there so uh, before getting into the designs i personally learned how socks are made and what uh, so we ordered around 500 socks from different brands across the world before starting this we found out what is the best thing somebody is doing in the world when it comes to socks and what are the things that we should avoid doing because we personally don't feel like wearing such you know uh, tight socks or itchy socks like these so hmm. i think we did a lot of analysis what we want in our socks and what we don't want and then i personally learned how socks are made uh, i think i spoke to around you learned it by googling youtubing all of that Uh, google has zero information building the most comfortable socks is uh, not an easy task uh, making socks is not an easy task so uh, i think we spoke to around 150 different manufacturers across the world and sometimes i used to go and sit in their factories and they used to just think why is this lady so obsessed with socks when <laughs> they were not yeah <laughs> i i learned i learned a lot from them and not from one particular person from different people i learned a lot and you know we used to like we used to think of it as a lab like how do we make the best out of what we have got and uh, how do we pursue people to actually give us chance to experiment because setting up the entire manufacturing and everything is quite hard so mm. uh, it was i learned these things i and it was not google google was not really helpful to me i think talking to people talking to various manufacturers across the world is what helped me i used to sit in their factories and i i've you know i remember there was a time when i sat in a factory for 48 hours and um, at a stretch and i used to just be like okay tell me how is this done tell me this and that and they they were troubled trust me wow. but then fascinating yeah, 
सो आई रिमेम्बर दे कुड नॉट रियली अंडरस्टैंड आर ऑब्सेशन की भैया इसको ऐसे ही करना है they were like it doesn't matter they were like no it matters to us you have to do it this way so we were really obsessed with the comfort part and uh, i think that is what led us to actually learn every you know bit of it now i can say you know um, i know maybe i am in the top 20 people who know how to make the best socks in the world because i know a lot of manufacturers they even don't mm-hmm. know how a lot about the nitty gritty details of a sock making so it's all self learned and it's all the so, passion that led to this learning yeah passion coupled with very uh, deliberate practice uh, which you did so finally now you've identified your manufacturer uh, uh, is it in india and like that person now understands your diligence towards the socks and all of that that part is sorted now uh so uh, so there's no one person uh, out of factory so we have uh, tied up with various manufacturers uh, some from india and some from abroad as well uh, and uh, yeah so we we have a particular process and it is very hard for us to shortlist people we want to work with because uh, i have seen they are not perfectionist and uh, it takes time but yes now our supply chain is set it was hard uh, initially but now we are good to now we yeah. can cater the world with pride how did you sell your first 1000 socks what was the sales channel first 1000 socks as i told you we were uh, built, you know initially we built for the startup founder so uh, i used to personally email um, all these big tech companies and ask them hey do you would, the ceos i would email them and ask them hey would you like to buy swag for your team then there was a lot of organic growth because if a lot of people used to say hey my friend is a steve jobs fan i would buy um you know uh, a gift for him then we did a lot of uh, we used a lot of facebook the groups on facebook so we used to advertise hey we have built this thing for startup founders for techies why don't you check it out so i think the first 1000 uh, consumers came via those channels so as uh, paul gram says do things that do not scale we did the same mm-hmm. with our initial product yeah and uh, uh... in the facebook suite i believe that you also leverage some of the mobile uh, mobile applications as well right so how did you build that channel where people were essentially buying uh, from the mobile uh, communication channels if at all yeah so uh, yes we saw how whatsapp is growing at such a fast pace in india and uh, e-commerce is happening over there uh, so we saw uh, see on the face of it we look as a, a fashion brand but at the back end uh, we are a tech brand everything that happens here you know we try to uh, get technology into it so a lot of our e-commerce happens over whatsapp and uh, a lot of it is automated in house we are building a lot of tools to automate it a lot more um, mm-hmm. on phone yes people can come and just place their order over whatsapp and uh, and we cater to them at any any time of the day or night um, so yeah a lot of it is automated and hmm. uh, done by whatsapp okay so you were obviously um, you know like you were off to a good start there was virality inbuilt into the product you were making things that people wanted i would imagine it would have been profitable significantly profitable uh, to make i mean that's my guess um when did you start thinking about external means of funding and how did y combinator uh, enter the fray 
Okay, so we were not really looking to raise funds uh, since, um, uh, you know, we were profitable. But when it comes to YC, uh, we, we were, uh, Simar and I, we both were obsessed with YC in a way that we learned a lot uh, from the YC community, from our peers who were into YC, from Paul Graham, you know, uh, from uh, companies that came out of YC, like Airbnb, Dropbox, their journeys. So I think that is what really motivated us to apply for YC and to get into that community. And uh, uh, yeah, that is, and you know, the way we built our, um, uh, our brand, our company was on the same principles as any other YC company uh, would have done in the past. So, uh, yeah, we got into YC and I think the journey itself was... But yeah, you say it very nonchalantly because getting into YC is uh, very, uh, very competitive. So um, how did you think of the entire... So I'm totally understanding of the fact that even if you're not looking to raise money, a YC community really adds a lot of credibility to your experience fully. But getting into YC is pretty challenging. So tell us about how you made sure that both your and your co-founders' passion for YC uh, translated into a successful outcome from YC. See, uh, when it comes to YC, they are also looking for something that could become a next billion dollar idea, you know? And I think the way we saw Soxoho was quite similar. We knew the path we wanted to take. We were, uh, uh, yeah, some some companies that get into YC are very early stage. But for us, I think uh, since we were building something that people want, it was growing organically. Uh, we were seeing the traction and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, vision, the kind of uh, path we want to take uh, is quite clear in our head. So I think that is something that uh, resonated in our uh, application as well, and as well as the partners who interviewed us, and that w- that is what led us into YC. It is not easy, I, uh, but yeah, it wasn't our first attempt either. <laughs> we had attempted a couple of times, and this uh, this was the time when you know all the things were in our favor as well, and that's how. Uh, yeah, YC. the partner who. Uh, um, the partner who I think backed the deal was really happy with the fact that there was such a robust uh, tech tools in place. Uh, there were a lot of WhatsApp enabled momentum that you had leveraged. And of course, it was building something that people wanted. Uh, in the Y Combinator application, there are not too many, but some questions about competitive advantage or competitors, so to speak. Now, Socks per se, do you think it's a highly competitive industry? How do you think of competitors? And uh, my next question is going to be on price, but let's tackle the competitors first or likely competitors. See, uh, we, we are not a sock brand as such. Uh, in a way, we are just not selling socks. We are building, we are selling experience. Right. When you buy Apple phone, you're just not there to buy the phone. You're buying the experience. And I think... Sure. That is where we see, you know, we are a brand that delights people. And Socks is just our starting point. We we aim to become uh, the next Zara or the Uniqlo for men fashion. And uh, that that is where, and you know, how uh, innovative we were in actually uh, getting consumers, getting the repeat buyers and growing things organically. I think that, that is what uh, was impressive. Socks is just a way to you know, manifest that kind of creativity or those ideas. But it was more on uh, how we were doing it. 
Uh, how we were implementing, how we were executing, how fast we were growing is what really uh, led us uh, into YC. I, I won't say it was sucks. Right. It was, you know, what we and I think, think, again, the partner uh, who, uh, who backed your deal also said the same thing that I think you're building uh, the unique flow of India. So there's a much broader application of this. I wonder if you get the question from women, why, why not us? So is yeah. there a plan to go into that segment? Yes, we uh, uh, women do come and ask us, you know, why? Uh, then I often, you know, uh, tell them that, see, I'm a woman. I, I'm also wearing socks, so socks. So it, it, see, only 5% of the women in India, they wear socks on everyday basis. Whereas uh, a lot more men wear socks on everyday basis in India. So that is, you know, it's more of the market thing that we are focusing on men. And, uh, but as a woman, I wear socks every day. So, you know, uh, a lot of women do buy from us, but we are majorly focusing on the men's segment as of now. So awesome. we, I, yeah. So maybe in six months, uh, we might think. Yeah. Of, but as of now, we don't have plans there. But as you say, it's a tech company, right? Like so, you're not a sock company. You're a tech company that happens to sell socks for men right now. I mean, you can go in any direction the market takes you once you have the community. So that's, uh, that's really important uh, for listeners to keep in mind. How was your Y Combinator interview experience? Uh, was it like a stress test or was it chill? What, what, how did you prepare for it? All of that. Okay. Um, so on your face, you look very chill, uh, but I tell you, you know, <laughs> the 10 minutes are the most stressful uh, 10 minutes of your life. Um, so I think uh, we prepared, we prepared a lot, Simmer and I. Uh, it was stressful in a way we knew only that we only had 10 minutes to actually showcase what we have built. So it was stressful in those uh, terms. But other than that, I think we enjoyed the experience as well because uh, telling people what we are building and how we are doing it is something uh, we enjoyed at that point. Luckily, so now it is great. Okay, those 10 minutes were really great. But at that moment, if you would ask us, we were like, oh God, did... It just finished like we were like okay 10 minutes so quickly we didn't even know how did they you know uh how did they just finish and that's it is what we thought yeah so you prepared hard those 10 minutes you explained your passion you had a product ready growing very fast so all of those things were actually working uh well in your favor was it something that uh, they were skeptical about that you were able to prove that they don't need to be too skeptical about in those 10 minutes uh, so yes, how big it can get is, uh, you know, what they want to know. And I don't think so. It was particular in our application. This is what they want to know for every application. Oh. So, yeah, I think, um, uh, they were not skeptical, uh, but, uh, they wanted to know, uh, you know, how big can it grow. And, uh, how did you find out that you had gotten in and how, like, how did you dance? How did you celebrate? What happens when one gets into YC? So once, uh, okay, so I remember our interview happened on, um, I think Wednesday or Thursday, and they said they would let us know in a day. So we didn't receive any call on uh, Friday or on Saturday. So we were like, okay, maybe we didn't get through. On Sunday morning, I remember my phone was on the dining table. I was uh, just going from one room to the, another, to the other. And I saw uh, this call on Skype. 
and uh, it was like percentage percentage so i just you glanced at it you know from far away and i thought oh some uh, you know spam call is coming i went there and i actually when i saw the name eric um, eric was a partner and i saw his name i'm like okay what is it then i picked up the phone <laughs> and then told me and i'm like he's like do you want to accept like i we have already accepted it just yeah <laughs> we are really happy and then i was just waiting you know to put that phone down so that i could call simon my co-founder and tell him hey we have made it so i think yes uh, that was a wonderful day and uh, yeah that sunday was uh, quite an unexpected sunday and a very yeah, very memorable. a memorable 2020 sunday right this is 2020 uh, a call that i thought was a spam call turned out to be a great call yeah awesome so you accept yc obviously incredible achievement uh, you, like uh, you should be very proud of it uh, but covid overall looking at it this entire year has been a bit of a blur but you've been resilient the company has done well you've raised funds from yc how uh, what's been the journey once you have some money some more money in the bank how are you growing how are you thinking about growth and we'll come to hiring separately uh, but tell us about how did that fund uh, allocation change your thought process about growth so um uh with covid i would see yes initially it was scary but uh, covid you know we have seen a huge growth uh during covid because uh, the consumer behavior changed during in covid a lot more people came and shopped online and they are now uh very used to shopping online um then when it comes to you know having funds in the bank honestly you know what changes is your confidence um you you can now uh, a lot of constraints are removed from you when you have you know funds in maybe whether you use them uh, at the moment or not but then you can take risks and which are really important in a startup so i think those constraints are removed from you when you have some money in external funding with you uh, so that really helps in uh, terms of growing um, yes we are growing 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 and uh, now we can take certain bets which we were quite um, uh worried about earlier because when we are building a d2c brand even when you are profitable a lot of the money goes back into uh, you know building the inventory and everything but now you you can take some uh, bets you can take some risk and this is what changes after uh, getting funding wonderful so uh now comes to the exciting part um network capital is a huge community around the world 100000 people many of them are looking to work with interesting people doing interesting things you and simmer are two people who are doing that uh, one of course is i think every network capital community member should get a sock soho uh, and second is that all the people who are looking for jobs should apply for sock soho tell us why that should happen and tell us uh, what are some roles that you hiring for and what are what, what is it that you really looking for in people okay so what we are looking for people is the passion first of all we do not care about the degrees and we say that and you know um, we really stand by that we see the passion in you and the skill in you if you are applying for uh, let's say a graphics designer position you you know you we are looking for people who are achievers right somebody who is an achiever and is pursuing graphic designing would always have an impressive uh, portfolio that person would not just sit 
and uh, say, hey, maybe I'll do something when I'll get the job. That person would get up, take action and build something he wants. So we want people who are creators and be it any role. We want people who have done something in the past, have a, an impressive achievement um, uh, and, you know, have a nice portfolio. Then secondly, yes, a passion to work in a startup because this is not a regular nine to five job where you are assigned just one role and you have to work on that for years. In a startup, you take a lot of bets, your role keeps on changing. Every three months, you are taking up a new task, uh, you are taking up new role. So a person must be flexible, must be skilled, uh, must be very passionate to work in a startup. And, uh, you know, with we do have an intense environment. So you must be used to or must be willing to get used to an intense environment. So these are the three things we really look uh, for when we are hiring. And yes, we have a lot of roles open. So if you want to work with a YC uh, company, apply for SOC Soho. We have uh, different roles open in business development, in graphic designing, photography, videography, social media managers, and and content creators as well. So if you are the one and you want to work with a fast growing startup, come apply to SOC Soho and I'm sure we are going to give you a very, very um, different curve in your uh, career path, you know, a very fast growing path in your um, career to learn and to implement things. What a pitch. I can totally see why YC uh, uh, funded you. So what we're going to do, Pritika, is we're going to put all the open jobs uh, on our job board and along with the story, encourage our people to uh, apply and be part of this rocket ship uh, and abused metaphor, I think, in the startup world, but an accurate one. So uh, I think people should definitely join um, should they be interested. Uh, just concluding thoughts, um, what are your 2021 goals? What are like something that you really want to accomplish in the coming year and uh, is there anything that you're afraid of at all in the coming year? So um, what I want to accomplish in 2021, I want every household in India to must have at least one pair of socks or sock. Um, so that is my aim for 2021. Being afraid, uh, honestly, I don't know what I should be afraid of because uh, uh, you know in your entrepreneurial journey things uh, they you you cannot predict things and you don't know what challenges challenges are you going to face so I know there are going to be challenges but I'm not afraid of any of them uh, because that's my task right as an entrepreneur to figure out how to right. yeah uh, fix those challenges so I'm not afraid of anything we are building the fashion uh, the future of fashion and uh, come join us and be a part of this rocket. Well, Pritika, this has been inspiring. It'll go out to all our community members who I think will be learning a lot from your experience. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. I'm confident that 2021 will be adventurous. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Utkarsh. Thank you for having me on your amazing uh, podcast. I think the, the sort of community you have built is just so amazing and I just love the passion you have, you know, for network capital. Kudos yeah. to you. We <laughs> Thank you, Pritika. Uh, means a lot.